This is Damon Albarn, and you're listening to Alleluia Monkeys, the number one gorillas podcast in the world. Hello and welcome to Hallelujah Monkeys for Gorillas Day about my name is Dylan Flynn. My name is Trevor Ickrath, here to turn your dad on. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck Star Wars Day, right? Nobody celebrates that shit, do they? No, the only the only thing I associate with May 4th these days is a crude pencil sketch of Murdoch Nichols' little dick. This is kind of like our crossover event. Blowout episode. I was actually thinking about that just before we sat down to record. I mean, Avengers Endgame dropped a few days ago. Game of Thrones is wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, the Star Wars trilogy is ending later this year. That's true. So, what better time for everybody's favorite monkeys to show up and wrap up the current chapter of Gorillas? This is like the big team up episode where, where the good, the bad, and the queen and gorillas stand against. A great evil? It doesn't 100% work out. But Dylan, we're in the end game now. Yeah, the end game. <laughs> the Al- the Albengers. That works. End game. <laughs> Sick. It's good to be back and doing an episode with you, my buddy. It is. It's been so long. I think like at the rate we're going right now, we could probably get out like four episodes this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. We're like a quarterly now. Is that our? Is that our, our move? I think after this, we'll be able to get back to all the other stuff we wanted to do, and that'll be able to like it'll be easier to put that stuff out regularly. You know? Yeah. The the normal ass. Hey, remember this guy from that song? Let's do his album. That those episodes. Those episodes. But before we can get back to those episodes, we need to close the book on the Albarnissants, uh, the trilogy of albums that Damon Auburn released in 2017 and 18. I'm talking, of course, about the Gorillaz albums, Humans and the Now Now, and also about the Good, the Bad, and the Queen record, Maryland. We're here today to decide how we rank those three records from best to worst, and also to name our 10 favorite songs from those three albums. But of course, before we meet with that goddess, before we receive that soul stone, we must make a, a, a terrible sacrifice by going through some gorillas news. So let's do that first. Let's talk about the news. It's all good news now. Uh, JB Hewlett continues to post, you know, unseen gorillas art on his Instagram at kind of odd intervals um oh yeah i've stumbled across this every now and then i wonder i do wonder if something's up yeah because the question is always is some of this just unused content from past phases is some of this new but there was a a a, a, a pencil draft of like a noodle uh from a month or so ago that he, he captioned with the word sketching now i'm a I haven't taken an English class in some time, Trevor, but that feels like the present tense. Sketching, sketching, I'm making, I'm sketching this noodle, right? My kingdom for a single word on that Gorillaz TV show that it it really did seem like we were going to get for a gleaming moment back in 2017. There's always the chance that whatever J.B. Hewlett's working on is like 
another pie in the sky that we'll never get that slice of, you know? Mm-hmm. There's always the chance that he's like, yeah, it's the it's the VR experience. It's going to launch with the PlayStation 5 or whatever. Phase 3 had the great album that we never got, the Great Lost Album, Seasides. Yeah. Phase 4 will have, I guess, the Great Lost TV show we never got. Two had the movie. Mm-hmm. Didn't get that movie. Yeah. One had a movie, too. They both had movies. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But... Uh, Remy Kabaka, Gorilla's number three at this point, you want to call him? Who still hasn't come on the show. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know. I had Am a... I the only one who thinks it's really weird that Remy Kabaka hasn't come on the show yet? I had a quick run-in with him on Instagram that was not very fruitful. But he would, He went on a, a show called Worldwide FM and, uh, among other things, said, be on the lookout for all sorts of things Gorillas-wise. So, you know, whatever. Something's going on, right? I mean... Let's be honest. This is clearly we're in the point five now. Oh yeah, this is a point five, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're not, if you're, if you're, if the, if you're new to this ride, there's the phase one, there's the phase two, the three, the four, the five. There's also these point fives. Now we didn't get a four point five. We just launched right into five. So. So you might not know that this is the norm. These kids, they don't know how good they had it. They didn't know how good they had it, Trevor. We used to, oh, and even this, even this point five, like everybody's still talking to each other. None of them are openly disdainful towards the project. I mean, a real point five is just like, you know, the the only thing you ever get is a sigh and an eye roll if you ask a David Albarn, if you ask a Jamie Hewlett about what's going on with gorillas. That's that's those were the true dark days. Boy, oh boy! But in, but in any case, you know, there's still there's still rumblings. And speaking of rumblings, uh, your phone may have rumbled as well, Trevor, when you received a a late night text on Facebook or Skype for one. Prodigal boy, one Murdoch Nichols. What was up with that? I don't know, man. It's fucking weird, is what it was. I mean, he, he <laughs> did. Did it even? Did, did he announce anything? Yeah, he announced that they're nominated for the Webbies. Oh, that was it. <laughs> yeah, he said. What a fucking joke. He was like, uh, "How's it going?" And then you, whatever you said, he had no unique response. He just said, "Sounds great." Hey. <laughs> We're nominated for the Webbies. Click this link to vote on us. And then I and then once you're like, okay, I did, or no, I'm not going to, it's just like, sorry, we're not can't respond at this time. <laughs> it really felt like it really felt like you had like an intense, you know, maybe emotional like love affair with a with a dark man in your life and then like he just fucking texts you out of nowhere six months later he's like check out my check out my new website yeah vote for my band in this thing you can vote a couple times if you want (laughs) fuck you (laughs) that's the gorillas news uh trevor well if that's the gorillas news we have something else that i need to talk to you about dylan because at the end of our last episode the checkdown special you promised to take me back to 2001 in what I believe you called an internet trip down memory lane that would shock me. That's true. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> and what would, a, what would a crossover event be without a little bit of time travel, Trapper? Dylan, you know I love time travel. I want you to think about a time when the towers still stood, when, uh, when people unironically still like all-star but it wasn't a meme yet it was just a song that people thought was good and uh i want you to click a link and then this is gonna be weird because it's kind of visual you gotta you gotta be a good you gotta be a sherpa and take the listeners through this journey that you're on so 
Dylan just sent me a link, uh, and the URL is titled The Gorilla's Shrine. It's uh, a web.archive.org link. I'm going to click it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, page on the Wayback Machine. Uh, very, very basic web page. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of an <laughs> kind of an all black background with a um, right justified title that says the Gorilla's Shrine. Under that, we get a a, a little a smattering of links, like a table of contents almost. But what really, what your eye is really drawn to. Is uh, what looks like a, a yearbook photo, maybe, of a like a twelve year old boy uh, staring into the camera lens inscrutably. Okay, so that's thirteen year old Dylan Flynn. <laughs> oh my god! Welcome to my welcome to my two thousand and one Gorillas fan page, the Gorilla Shrine. Well, as you say on this page, welcome to my personal shrine to my favorite band. Gorillas. Okay, so I, I I really look like I'm trying to look hard. I look like I'm trying to look like a fucking badass, right? Look at that. Look at that mean mug that I got on. Anyway, I'm 13 years old when I make this website, and I just do it because I want to. I you know I just want to wave my freak flag, you know. Well, on the site, you planned to list every tidbit of information on every virtual Britpop band onto which you can lay your greedy little paws. You know, lyrics, news, side projects, pics, etc. Yeah, my prose is really insufferable. It's got I got like a weird kind of cutesy. It really is at odds with the face that I'm. Why is why is my picture <laughs> the first thing you see on this website? <laughs> okay, so this is this is July of 2001. A scant few months later, the the world would be changed irrevocably when those towers fell. Let's go ahead and jump forward to this next link. To November of 2001 and see see if my aesthetic and my tastes have changed at all, okay? Okay, I'm adjusting my uh, my time travel watch, going through the portal. Oh, the gorilla shine, we're back. Oh my gosh. Still me. Your expression is definitely less intimidating. Yeah. I, and you're holding up a peace sign, so I no longer feel like you want to kick my ass. I want to, you know, it's like it's uh, it's like when Albarn was like, you know, look at this symbol. It's the symbol symbol for nuclear disarmament. We have to ch- we have to change the country or the world or whatever. That's my that's I'm trying to make that move, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, before before we're done here, I just thought I would like really show you my shame. If there's anything on this whole project that I'm most ashamed of is that like circa I'm going to see when the link is from. By the way, I'll post all of these links on our Twitter when this episode goes live so you guys can can join in the fun. Will my computer like blow up if I try and sign your guest book? I don't know. I don't know if that if if I think it probably was like an offsite service that doesn't work anymore would be my guess. Oh, it took me to a very alarming looking page that I'm going to have to back out of. <laughs> okay, sure. Sorry if I Somehow damaged your system. Um, Hopefully, I didn't fuck up anything in the future. So this is as of November of two thousand and one. So all of the information I know about gorillas at this time, I'm getting from gorillas dot com, the virtual con studios, and like, I guess interviews and whatever like web forum chats they're doing. So here's my attempt to write the bios of the band. I'd like you to like you can take a take a gander at them. But especially look at Russell. That one's real. 
I don't know what's going on there in the Russell one. Well, I I gotta take umbrage with you getting the these basic facts about two D wrong in the first sentence. Brain dead after being dropped on the head as a child. This gorilla's story is a sad one. Dylan, he was in a car accident. Yeah, but I don't know if that was all out there yet. All right, you I know, can, sure. November sure. of two thousand and one. I don't know if I knew everything. I'm there's I'm definitely like filling in some gaps. You know, Russell was suspect to a drive-by shooting in which he lost his life. Now, I don't know where the fuck that came from. Where the I don't know where that came from, Trevor. His corpse was hijacked <laughs> by dead hip hop legends. He now kicks it old school slash undead with his smooth zombie hip-hop lyricing. I don't know. From New York, this band member was recruited by Murdoch in a club. Yeah, I don't know. One interesting aspect to the Brooklyn hip-hopper is his occasional outbursts where the ghosts of his body burst out and bust a sweet rhyme or two. Yeah, I, doesn't that kind of feel like <laughs> like the like the... The Nag Hammadi codexes where you get this weird alternate version of Jesus's life that doesn't square with the scripture. Sure. Some of the basic ideas are there. Okay. I want you to scroll down to about halfway down this link and describe the big white picture that loads in the middle of that page. You mean the uh, the the real gorillas graphic? Yeah, I made this in MS Paint. It looks like something that would one day go on to like be a real like harebrained kind of conspiracy board with lots of pins stuck into it and like red yarn leading to all different kind of suspects. But as it is now, there are only uh, five people on this board uh, arranged in a circle uh, clockwise from top to bottom to left to right or whatever is Dan the Automator. Which I spelled Automator A-O-T-O-M-A-T-O-R so out, out, Automator. <laughs> Damon Albarn. Uh-huh. You got his name right. I got him. You got Del the Funky Homo Sapien. I went with the T-H-A which I think was still the spelling at that time. Mio Hitori on the left. Sure, why not? She's one of the real gorillas. And Jamie Hewlett. Okay, so you see this image and you mentioned that it seemed like something that might grow and change, right? So when I when I rediscovered this on the way back, I was like posting it to people and somebody pointed out that in like phase one and 1.5, this image was very famous, Trevor. But not in the iteration that you're seeing. And it, and in fact, if you dig on Google Image for a while, you might find this variant. Please describe what you see when you click that link. <laughs> <laughs> Some motherfucker jacked my shit. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> the, the, the difference is subtle, but it is... Almost unexplainably funny. Uh-huh. So it's pretty much the same same graphic, except uh, this one uh, wants to let you know that it's being brought to you by www.gorillasnet.tuya.com. Thieves. Thieves. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they've just kind of like uh, appended like little um, notes to each member's name saying who they kind of play in the band so we've got <laughs> damon auburn as 2d sure del the funky homo sapien as russell i guess mio hitori as noodle Sh- sure jamie hewlett as murdoch I- increasingly true i would say dan the automator <laughs> 
as Paula Cracker. <laughs> little little Paula Cracker reference on the Albarnasans episode. As I live and breathe, she made it. Well, uh, I hope you found this to be a fruitful journey to our past, and I hope that you collected some important artifacts to bring with you into the future uh, while we were there. Speaking of which, do you mind if, uh, on the way back, do you mind if I swing by the mid-90s and buy a shitload of Blur albums? I I really need to make sure they outsell Oasis. (laughs) (laughs) Or I guess we could just, like, find Liam Gallagher as a baby. All right, back here in 2019. Uh, what now? Do we get into the stuff? Do what's next? I think it's time to get into the stuff, Dylan. It's time to talk about the Albarnasans. And especially from every Shari's end of England, the holy, blissful martyr for to seek that them hath helpen when that they were weak. Um, should we begin with the poll results and then do ours? Sure. Yeah. Do you want to explain this? Because, like, let's let's refresh the listeners about how this worked. Okay. So we had our listeners, if they so chose to, email us their ballots to hallelujahmonkeys at gmail.com. And what we asked them to do was rank their 10 favorite tracks from this period of time that we are terming the Albarnassons. That is... Everything from humans until Maryland, let's say plus Maryland B-sides. Uh, so that encompasses, of course, the Now Now. That encompasses uh, the Super Deluxe Vinyl and the, the mid-cycle single and all that stuff. Uh, and features, I suppose, as well. Um, and so you're supposed to send in your top ten, and then you're supposed to rank the albums. Now... Some of you took that to mean also the Super Deluxe Vinyl. Some of you only ranked uh, uh, Humans and, and The Now Now and Mary Land. B- all was counted. Everything was counted. We counted everything. And 107 of you mailed ballots in. Pretty good. Nice. I think a little down from the, the Season 2 premiere one, but not that much down. So uh, well, Now we know who the real ones are. Now we know who the real ones are, and, and soon we'll know, I guess how the real ones feel. Sure. What the real ones think. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, any predictions before I, because you haven't seen any of these results. I know them, but I just wonder if you have any like hard. No, and I'll, and I'll tell you, the reason why I'm looking forward to this is because I feel like this has been a period of like very polarizing, divisive records. Like, it has, it has. Maybe not so much for the good, the bad, and the queen, because like, I don't know, I feel like anyone who was going to listen to that album was like gonna like it. Yeah, either you like it or you don't care. Yeah, but when it comes to humans and the now now, two very different records for two very different kinds of Gorillaz fans, it felt like. And I'll be interested in seeing which of those two types of Gorillaz fans end up being more vocal in this poll. That That's definitely part of the narrative here, you know? And the other thing is, like, when we did that first poll, it kind of felt like there was a canonical fan opinion that was kind of formed in all of our collective consciousness of, like, what the average Gorillaz fan thinks about the songs and the records. This feels like it's still clay. It still, it still feels like it's all kind of drying and, and shaping. And so I personally several times on this uh, on these results found myself really surprised with some of these picks and and for the most part also quite delighted so 
Uh, what do you think? Albums first? Let's do albums, then tracks. Sure, that works for me. Oh, I should talk a little bit about weighting and statistics. I know that's boring, but for those of you who care, it'll make these numbers make a little bit of sense. Um, so uh, with the album stuff, it's pretty straightforward. Some of you ranked the Super Deluxe Vinyl. Some of you didn't. But regardless, I went ahead and made whatever you ranked uh, as number one was worth four points. Whatever you ranked as number two was worth three Three was worth two, and and four if you ranked super deluxe or something else, you you that was worth one. Uh, pretty straightforward. I just wanted to make sure that the fact that you were ranking an album as number one meant that it was worth more points than your number two or your number three, et cetera, et cetera. Pretty self-explanatory. A little bit different on the top ten. Same idea, uh, but I didn't want to make it like your number one ranked song would be worth ten points because then if like let's say like let's say three people really loved talk radio and they all ranked at number one well it's gonna jump it's gonna spike a little higher maybe than it should be so i went ahead and made it so your your number one ranked song was worth four and then two three and four were worth three and uh and five six and seven were worth uh were worth two and then uh, eight nine and ten were all worth one so if that if that's the kind of thing that interests you that's the numbers i'm referencing when i add all of those up and give you the point totals okay without further ado albarnison's Album rankings, no surprise, coming in at number four, a little less than half of you bothered to rank it, the Super Deluxe Vinyl Edition of Humans Tracks uh, with 42 points. The the uh, I guess the only notable thing to say is everybody who ranked it ranked it in last place. No no weirdos out there. I was wondering. Trying to really rep it. <laughs> so Remind me some tracks from that album. Uh, there was Garage Palace, of duets. course. Duets. That's a good one. Uh, Phoenix on the Hill. I still feel quite fondly about uh, Five Whales in a Dream. Yeah, that's a good one. What about... Uh, what about uh, uh, Colombians? No. What was the first one called? Compton? No. Los Angeles? Whatever. That beat. Long Beach. Yeah, Long Beach. That's a good one. Yeah, that one's okay. But yeah, absolutely number four. Nobody out there ranking it uh, their three over... Maryland or anything, nothing like that. Um, do you have a prediction what the what the number three of these three main albums is going to be? I'm just curious. I do. I, I definitely do. Would you like me to give it? Um, I'll I'll say what it is, and you tell me if it's right. Sure. With 266 uh, accumulated points, the third best album of the Albarnasans, according to the listeners of Howl You Monkeys, is humans wow no i'm surprised right me too i thought it was going to be maryland i know i know i mean we're we're a gorillas podcast we sure are and as a matter of fact the point difference between the number two and the number one album was down to one vote wow yes we're already off to a shocking start this is fun i know i know the the blood is already spilling (laughs) So one of these albums got 320 points total. One of them got 318 points total. It was down to the wire. The the final votes coming in today, it was jumping back and forth, Trevor. It was jumping back and forth between these two albums. But ultimately, the best album of the Albarnassance, according to our listeners, is The Now Now. Okay, I could see it. The now, now with three twenty, Maryland with three eighteen. Like I said, a shocking start. It's it, everything's on the table for these for these tracks now. Yeah, as as you, you now you know this could go anywhere. This could go anywhere, Trevor. I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me though because you know the now, now felt like it had 
the more vocal fan base behind it. Yeah, it it, it seemed to be everything Damon intended it to be, right? Sort of like a, a, a an, an afterglow. Maybe some of you weren't happy about the last one. Here's the exact opposite. A dessert for Gorillaz fans. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff is going to be very popular. That also had its own kind of, you know almost mythological through line and was very well organized and very tight. And oh yeah. I mean, definitely it stands up on its own as an album very well. I agree. I agree. Let's get into these tracks. Cause boy, <laughs> even the number 10 right away is bonkers. Well, do we want to talk about our albums before we get to the tracks? Like as a whole? Oh, let's do that. Yeah. Let's, let's do, do that. that. Let's do that. So let's, do you want to go first? What's your number three? Okay. So I listened to all three of these records today, Trevor. And I decided that what I wanted to do was listen to all three of them in the order they came out and make this a snapshot of time. Just like from my gut today, how would I rank these three albums if I was hearing all three of them for the first time? Mm -hmm. And here's what I came to. I think the best album of the Albarnassons is Maryland. Wow. I think it's Maryland. Wow. I do. It's, you know what? It's not my favorite. But I think it. I could definitely see a very strong argument behind that. It feels like the most important record of this trilogy, for sure. I think it's the biggest accomplishment. That's that's how I feel. Like, if I came into this as like a casual Demon Albarn guy, that's the one where I'm like, oh my god, this guy's fucking onto something here. Sure, Maryland was my number two. My number two, Humans. My number three, Now Now. But I will say it, it's the Now Now like. I'd rank it before a lot of other Gorillaz records. I think it's a fucking great record. On our Now Now review, you said it was your third favorite Gorillaz record. I think that still stands. I think that still stands. Well, I guess without further ado, I'll say that my favorite album of the Albarnassance is... Humans. Now, I know some of our listeners may disagree, I guess, but I still think Humans is like the crowning achievement of these three records it's it at least feels like the most fully realized work in terms of what it was supposed to be and i still have i guess like the most emotions connected to it it was the perfect piece for that moment in time you know like the aftermath of the trump election it really felt like it captured all the confusion and fear that a lot of people were feeling around that time and it really felt like the natural culmination of everything gorillas had been building to up to that moment you know like i on the podcast around that time, I spent a lot of time talking about how Gorillaz felt like a big apocalyptic end of the world party rather than a band. And I think listening to Humans in 2019, that aesthetic still comes through very powerfully. I think that the way that I think that the strengths of Humans is the sum of its parts, uh, you know, kind of adding up to more than you might think at first. I think that it has like a really satisfying movement to it, a really satisfying arc. To it. It's like, uh, I, I can't think of another album that plays out the way it does. It really is like a whole different experience than just putting on a record. It's like a descent into some version of hell, and then it sort of comes to this really interesting resting place that's oddly romantic and still not in denial of how kind of fucked up everything has gotten over the course of the record. It's like getting an unexpected invitation to like a, a house party that Damon Auburn is throwing like in your neighborhood like on the eve of the Trump election and going and just getting exposed to all this, all, all these like vibes and emotions that are in that room. 
and then having to leave at the end of it knowing like what's waiting for you. I also think it's messier than the other two, which which might have been part of the sticking point for some people. I don't think like track by track the variance in quality is quite as like static as it is on Maryland or on the now now. I think humans is kind of all over the map in terms of like big bangers and kind of weird ones and and you know things that that maybe come off a little sloppy or 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 slip a little bit and, and you know again to me it's the movement of the album the experience of sitting through it and and going on the journey with it it's so chaotic so i guess what we're saying is trevor says best albarnasons record humans i say maryland you guys said the now now the answer is we all win yeah Th- there's a reason why we're calling this the albarnasons like i really think the boy was onto something here this was an amazing period this was an amazing period of output. It was like lightning in a bottle. You want to do listener tracks? Before we get into tracks, I thought I would just, uh, I, I had another walk down memory lane we could go through. It's probably going to be shorter, but I thought it would be fun to just take a peek back at some old episodes. I thought it'd be fun to, uh, like, just to wrap up our album discussion, to look back at uh, our three gorillatives for each album that we gave at the time. Oh, great. How cool. How I thought fun. I might like ask you to guess which one was which, but oh, like, cool. yeah, why don't we do that? That could be fun. <laughs> okay, sure. All right. So here's the first one I'll give you. All right. This is a softball. Xenophilic. Xenophilic is a Dylan adjective for Maryland. Yes. Very good. Way to go. Okay. This is going to be hard. I can already sense that this is going to be hard. <laughs> well, I won't make this next one too difficult. How about Traveled? Oh my god, Traveled. I want to say Trevor Maryland. Ooh, no. Very close. Trevor Now Now. Oh, of course. Of course. Listeners at home may remember me describing that album as sounding like it was recorded after Damon got back from a vacation. Hence, Traveled. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Traveled, of course. Ah, stupid, Dylan. Let me redeem myself. Let me let me guess one more. The final gorillative that I'll have you guess is uneasy. Uh, uh, Trevor Humans? Ooh, close. That was actually one of yours, but it was for humans, so I'll give you the point. Oh, it was Dylan Humans. I was wrong. Yeah, but to quote most F, you're still a winner. Sure. Do you want me to go through the uh, the entire list, though? I think that could be fun. Yeah, yeah. Your Humans relatives were unified, passionate, and uneasy. Okay. And mine were chaotic, flirty, and invincible. I love flirty. I remember invincible also from, uh, from you had those like after your first listen, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the now now your words were tender solid and detoxifying yeah. which is still probably my favorite one i like it. it's good it's not bad and mine were acquiescent safe and traveled i like i like that solid and safe are like a good parallel mm-hmm. totally and our good the bad and the queen relatives from maryland mine were fretful disappointed and lonely and yours were xenophilic rich and fourth dimensional <laughs> the hype and it's still in you hack you hack with your hyphenates. Oh, that's my favorite one, though. I think Fourth Dimensional really speaks so well to the way that band always sounds like they're just, like, unstuck in time. Definitely, definitely. I think that was initially something that I kind of picked up on in your take of the first Good Bad Queen album that really was a through line that moved into the second one. Uh, that was super fun. Yeah. Somebody go update that wiki somebody started for us and put all of our... Our gorillas on it. I tried to find that to help me get those, but I did end up having to go back to each individual episode and listen to them. 
which I recommend all our listeners do as well. Yeah, go on the Walk Down Memory Lane. Those are all good albums. Our, our Humans, our Maryland, and our and our uh, Now Now episodes are great. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about these tracks. Okay. Let's do the let's do the listeners first because this is oh, there's some wild shit happening here, man. <laughs> okay. If you, I'm if ready. You were, if you were looking at uh, at like Spotify or Apple Music numbers to try to predict what what the Howl of You Monkeys listeners were gonna pick, oh boy. No, you're not going to get it there. We got some oddballs in the crowd. This is a snapshot of the Gorillas fan base in 2019 and the emerging patterns and connections that they maybe don't even know they have yet. Starting right away with a shocker of a number 10 with 73 points uh, accumulative. Sleeping powder. Doesn't surprise me, honestly. I, I, I get that it's here, you know? This felt like a real gift to the fans when it came out, and I think it, that it has a lot of goodwill behind it. I think it's it's one of probably the the three or four best choruses Damon wrote this whole cycle. It's very catchy. And it has his, uh, some classic Damon rapping on it. Did he ever end up doing that live? Yeah, I think he tried once and it did not go well. <laughs> Oof. Shame. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty happy about this next one. Uh, number nine with uh, with 77 accumulated points busted in blue. All right. I could honestly have seen this one being a little higher. I like that it's here, though. I'm, I'm proud to see it here. Would you be able to tell me how many different songs got votes? Uh, 54 total tracks. Okay. 54 total tracks. Um, yeah, some interesting stuff in the in the outside of the top 10 that we'll talk about after. Uh, okay. Number eight. Coming in at number eight. Another one I'm, I'm kind of excited to see here with 80 points, just a smidge over Busted in Blue, Poison Tree, the first Maryland track. To the poison tree that grew up next to me. It's really sad. It's really sad. Nice. I like it. Cool to see here. Great closer. Um, it's a very good track. I couldn't believe how many points this next one started picking up. Like, all throughout, it was a consistent, you know, number eight, number seven rank for many, many of our listeners. Uh, Maryland. Number seven, the title track. Okay. Interesting, right? Always kind of felt, you know, maybe not like the biggest jam on the record, certainly, but it but it seems to have really connected with people. I can definitely see why it has its fans. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, number six with 92 points, Ascension. You were now tuned into the tomb of Jehovah. Play my tunes loud enough to shake the room. What's that hold up? Heard the world is in it soon. I assume that they told you they trying to dinosaur us. So now it's time to go up. The second uh, uh, humans track on this uh listener top 10 interesting i never i never knew that one had so many fans it's got a lot of goodwill i think i think people really enjoy it yeah okay i believe yeah unless you cast sleeping powder this is our first single with 96 accumulated points humility number five All right. Glad to see it here. Were you expecting to see it here? I, I was, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It felt like a tentpole of this whole period. Uh, with 
number coming in at number four, a a song that uh, you got the sense was pretty high up there early on in the phase anyway. Andromeda with 118 points. When the boss looks to love for I think it's kind of slowly become. I think it's it's outstreamed uh, Saturn's bars at this point. It's kind of become like maybe the definitive humans track for your Normie Gorillas fan. Uh, okay, number three with 119 points. So just one more point than Andromeda is Trans. A song from the now now that I, I remember really felt like it landed with a big, you know, voluminous explosion when it came out. Yeah, I will we'll definitely, I imagine we'll be talking about translator in the program, but I'm not surprised to see it in the top five at all. Number two and number one are both have 50 more points uh, than, than number three did. And they are one point apart, Trevor. All day long, these two songs were back and forth, neck and neck, and they finally came to a rest in a shocking finish. In a shocking finish. Because number two, with 168 points, Sukai. Okay, I thought that was going to be number one for a second there for sure. It was six hours ago. What beat it though? I, like we've got we've got all the other big ones that I can think of. What what's one? Just give me a wild fucking guess. With with 169 points, with one more point than Sukai, what do you think is our listeners have selected unknowingly as the greatest song of the Albarnistan? So many people rank this song, buddy. So many people. Oh, it's killing me. Um and I, I for some reason, there's one song that comes to me, and it like, you know, knowing that the the now now was number one, like the song that feels the most indicative of the now now, and the song I'm gonna say is Magic City. Magic City was in the top fifteen. Okay. Uh, it did not make it to the top ten. In fact, the the next highest ranked was number eleven, Kansas. All right. Uh, number one with 169 points. The good, the bad, and the queen. Who saw that coming? Who saw that coming? What a classy pick. What a classy pick. Yeah. Way to go, guys. I'm I'm proud of you. A song about Welsh descendants of slaves looking up at this castle that their ancestors built against their will in their little fishing town and that that haunting men's chorus. What a what a what a grown-up ass pick. I love it. I love it. Truly a fitting pick for the best song of the Albarnasons. You knocked it out of the part, listeners. 
and uh, and excited to hear your picks. Excited to share mine with you on our own top tens, Trevor. How hard did you find this this ranking? I actually found it pretty easy because you know there were a couple ways you could have approached this. You know there are always a couple ways you can approach to picking your favorite songs. I could have just like went like on instinct. I could have just picked which ones I thought were like the best jams. Uh, ultimately, though, I decided to take a nostalgic stab at it and pick the songs that I felt like represent my experience with this period of Damon's career, the ones that I think of when I think of this period. We did the same thing. We did the same thing. That's what I did too. I, the, the, right. These are the songs that like, that put me to, that bring me somewhere, that evoke a feeling. This is a very emotional list for me. You want to just like do our, we'll each do like our 10 and our nine and et cetera. Sure. Yeah. Let's go for it. You want to go first? Okay. Yeah, I, I found it pretty easy, but I did find this number 10 slot the hardest pick on the list for me because there were like three that I was kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I felt the most forgiving about this one. I had a really strong top nine, and then I was like, what's going to be 10? There could be a couple things that could go here, and like I just let one kind of rise to the top of the pack. Good for you. I, I, I eventually feel, I feel pretty good about my my decision for number 10. My number 10 is Ascension. The sky's falling, baby, drop that ass for it crash. The sky's falling, baby, drop that ass for it crash. Cool. The reason is, for me, when I think about that initial teaser, the 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 sudden explos- explosion into Gorillas Are Reactivated, those four tracks that drop, the Saturn's Bars, Ascension, uh, Andromeda, and uh, we got the power. For some reason, it's Ascension that like most vividly makes me see myself like in that fucking Toyota Highlander that would die less than a year later, like at the laundromat in Willis, Texas, waiting for my shit to drive, just being like, oh my God, gorillas are back. I should start a podcast with my friend Trevor. That's like, that's where Ascension brings me. I, 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 I can feel that. I have a song on this list that I, you know, get the same vibes from. It's not Ascension. In fact, Ascension isn't on my list so feel free to say anything you want to say about it now but this is a good one I, I really think it works very well as an opener for humans i really like that damon chose to start the record his record about uh like uh the current political climate with uh vince staples yelling the sky is falling i think maybe other than benjamin clementine i don't think any collaborator like more wholeheartedly ran with his mission that handed to him by damon albarn well also maybe also maybe throw out a body in there for for a moment like that but but just like fucking knocking it out of the park writing about what you'd feel like on the night that this is happening Vince Staples crushed it I felt like yeah he really did prove to be a true like MVP of phase four how about you what's your number 10 Trevor my my number 10 is one that I'm expecting will table for a later discussion it's uh busted in blue where does it come from when everything was outside, busted and blue. Good. I, you remember? I remember really connecting with you in that episode too. You had this great, like, sort of, sort of like scenic opera moment where you described this this lost astronaut fucking floating away from their destroyed spacecraft and like. And this song still makes me feel like a lost astronaut and it makes me feel like you sitting on that park bench uh, hoping that everybody had a nice moment with their family before, you know, everything went to hell. The big the big vibes. It's the big vibes song, I feel like. Yeah, and I mean, this is really like a 
when it comes to like Damon performances, this is a highlight of these two years for sure. This is a big centerpiece moment on Humans, which is a very collaborator heavy record. But here, like the spotlight is exclusively on him. And special, special nod to Kalila for adding some some texture as well. Right. Yeah. There's a there's a, a timeline where this would have been my number one Al Barnison song, but the, it is not our timeline. My number nine is Suk Ai. Wow, I would have expected you to rank this one much higher. Suk Ai is a song that is such a such a satisfying narrative conclusion for the now now in a world where the the david dave's festival was like everything or even a fraction of what we were hoping it to be i could see this thing being like the song of this whole mega phase you know but it's not sure let's let's table this one for later though we'll talk about it later we'll talk about we'll it talk later. about it later what's your number nine my number nine is uh the first maryland pick gun to the head we don't care to the head what a what a what a dope song uh didn't uh, quite make it onto my top three for that episode we did about maryland but it really does feel like a very definitive song from that project and it like if that is a record about england in 2018 this one really feels like the one where you're most out among the people and you're getting the most like scenic point of view of the english people my my favorite chorus of this whole uh, period. I love that chorus. We're all animal lovers here, right? Um, my number eight is one that I know you're not super on board with. It's not. It's it's faded a little in in my uh, in my my opinion of it, but it still gives me all kinds of creepy moods and 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 kind of fiery imagery because it is the great fire the dub freak out from uh, from maryland cops make fires on the edge of the gulf coast but there's more of them than us now when they have come to settle scores oh for a second i thought you were gonna say fireflies no fireflies is cool too but it's not on my top 10. No, this is still my least favorite track from Maryland. Yeah, I can't believe it has made it this far. I was proud to see some listeners uh, rank it as well. It obviously didn't make the crack top 10 on the listener front, but it has its fans. We're out there. There are dozens of us. Maybe it's too spooky for me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or, or is it three spooky, five you? <laughs> You're number eight, sir. My number eight is a song that I like for many of the same reasons that uh, you listed when you were talking about Ascension. It's Saturn's Bars. Oh yeah, I knew this was going to be on a Trevor Rickrath list. I, this was a this was an early favorite of yours from this whole period. I think this one kind of got overlooked over the last two years, but it really, for me, it never stopped being that like flagship moment where like the gorilla's ghost train pulls back into the station and like all the demons get off and the band is back. You know, like I remember seeing uh, photos of Damon at like some of those first live shows they did, like with uh, with uh, 2D, like 
blown up behind him, and it was just it gave me goosebumps. It also feels like you could make a little a little EP of like the pure elemental gorillas pop songs, and it would be like Clint Eastwood. Dirty Harry, Super Fast Jellyfish, Saturn's Bars. Those are like the classic. It's a classic. You know? Yeah. Like that's the that's the gorilla's vibe and structure. You know what I mean? Popcon turns in a great verse with like some really great quotable moments. Cars, lawn, and bikes. As long as we're talking about human songs that end with Z's, let's go ahead and get to my number seven moments. Clocks on the wall, talk to watches on the wrist. It's the moments. we relive. It's the moments like this. When it's time to get ill, we be so ahead of time. It's the moments we achieve. Best believe it's the moments. Cool. This doesn't surprise me at all. I, you've always been a big fan of this one. Big fan of this one. It's still, I think, my favorite De La Soul feature. Uh, and I mean, obviously, it would kind of need to be there, the track, really. Uh, but uh, but yeah, still a lot of fun. Still one of the zaniest moments of this whole mega phase, which is a big part of the, the Gorillaz uh, uh, trademark appeal and uh, and really works for me. Still a big fan of it. Don't don't even mind those big annihilating kick drums, which seem to be a sticking point for a lot of people. I think they're fun and, and crazy. I wasn't a big fan of those at first, but they eventually got there for me. What's your, uh, Trevor, what's your number seven? My number seven, uh, you were a little surprised to see it show up in the listener poll, but my number seven is the title track from Maryland. If you're leaving, please still say goodbye. And if you are leaving, can you leave me my silver jubilee, my, my old flag, my dark woods, my sunrise. Oh shit, that's super cool. I, I, it kind of felt like people were kind of vibing on how weird it was when it came out, but it's, I love to see that it's it's grown in esteem and become one of the standout tracks. I love how weird it is, man. I mean, the vibe is perfectly like dreamy, which like is like great for this band. I always love when they sound dreamy. Uh, and there's like all these all those great Damon moments, like when he goes down to the beach and when he sees the clowns pull into town. The motorized scooters. The mobilized hooters. I think I think maybe my favorite moment on that track though is still the the haunting end of the second verse and carry the terrible things they've, they've seen. seen. Yeah, that one's great. It's a great song. Yeah. Love it. What a what a what a what a cool track. So glad to see it on your list and glad to see it on the listeners list too. Yeah, same. Uh, what do you got for number six? My number six, uh, to round out my bottom five, is trans. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. And, and as a matter of fact, because we're because we're we're. There's not much else to talk about in between it. My number six was Gun to the Head. You already talked about it. Cool. My number five is Trans. Nice. We're syncing up. So let's just talk about Trans. Yeah, Trans is a fucking great song. It felt like we were wait we had been waiting like 10 years for Damon to finally release a song like this, you know? Yes, yes. Like there were all these interviews for like every phase where he's like, yeah, I'm doing a lot of music that feels like it's like coming from a club, like an empty club. And then we like finally like got some shit like that and it was fucking fire. And it felt like the real, the real triumphant return of the fucking 2D falsetto too. Like he really goes for it here. He launches up there. And in, in my sort of like 
mythological read of the record. It's like it's great. It's the great establishing moment of like the central conflict of the record of like, do you dance like this forever? Will I let this effigy of myself become the real me, or will I somehow? conquer and be a real boy again you know fucking so good this is where damon meets his shadow doppelganger yeah it feels like a very important song to the now now which like i've like come to recognize like more than ever as like an album about like a guy who's like used to playing with cartoon characters realizing that maybe fame has turned him into a cartoon character and what what fun definitely a highlight of demon days was was everybody singing along to this one really great vibe yeah really fun i mean the music video was great oh yeah for sure it yeah this is a gorilla's classic definitely Absolutely. definitely one of the best i can't i can't imagine any version of this this top 10 where we don't rank it and most of our listeners did too yeah so that was your number five uh my number five is ribbons from maryland I am the maple dancing with the sun I wear my ribbons white and red Oh, sick. Let's table that. Okay. <laughs> because uh not surprised uh but no if you want if you have something you'd like to get out of the way immediately about ribbons go for it no we can talk about it uh whenever you want to what's your number four uh this is a this is a pure emotional nostalgia pick but my number four is drifters and trawlers the song that made me cry on this podcast i've done enough today sweet lord i've I wouldn't have been surprised that this was number one, considering what a strong reaction you had to it. Still, it still stirs me, and uh, and I think it's a it's a beautiful, haunting, strange little pop song. You know, Maryland is full of those, like you know, just very solid kind of indie pop songs, and I think this was one of them. Definitely, definitely. Yep. Brexit is still a mess. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get better from there. Theresa May, <laughs> or maybe she won't. Some people like her. I'm thinking I don't. <laughs> <laughs> my number four is a, is also a real nostalgic pick because I, I do think this is a total banger, but it's here because of the joy that it made me feel the first time I heard it. It's out of body. Pipe down, pipe down, pipe down, pipe down, pipe down. We're here tonight for a very special offering. An offering of our spirits this evening in unison, unison. But first, a word of instruction. Oh fuck yeah! I knew this was going to be in your on your list, and I'm glad to see it uh, right here. Yeah, towards the top, it's got to be. Like it, it feels like there are like more songs that I have more emotional attachments to for some reason. But this is one that like if if I hadn't been sitting in my car the first time I listened to Humans, I would have gotten out of my seat. It's so good. It unfolds in such a fascinating way. It's almost like the the all alone of the phase, in that it just kind of like a little bit. Sure. It just it just kind of like sprawls in this interesting direction. You don't see where it's going. And it's such a collaborative track, but the reason why I feel confident placing it so high in a Damon Auburn focused list is because his little rap verse at the end totally steals the show. Oh yeah, it's like the guitar solo at the end of the fucking thing. That's the moment where I realized like, oh, these bonus tracks are like an after party and Damon just jumped off the decks and got into the crowd with a mic, and he's going off for a bit, and I'm having a great time being here. Uh, great pick, and and 
love that we got to see Kilo do it. Maybe not at Demon Days, but at least during the phase that you and I got to see her do it and wear a big crazy dress, and it was a lot of fun. Yep. My number three, I picked because it feels like this this album or this song it went on its own little journey that landed in the most delicious and satisfying and unexpected way. My number three song of the Albarnesons is Idaho. Floated out into the woods to I knew it was going to be that as soon as you gave that description. Yeah, because, like, you just remember it, it, when he dusted it off, like, in the middle of the of the Humans tour, he played it on, like, two dates, one of which was ours, and it just Yeah, we saw it live, and it was, like, it was a real head-scratcher. It was a befuddling moment where it just, it, you know, he was saying he was writing a new Gorillaz album on the road. This is the first we get of it, and you're just like, what is this? What is this, like low-rent highway under construction song that we're getting right and then the now now comes out and not only is it is it this crazy ambient take you into some kind of a strange fey world but also it has this this incredible moment with the king of cool and like warning him about what's down the road in, in hollywood and like creating the narrative push of the record Really special, really special song. Yeah, I don't think there was a version of this Dylan Flynn list without this song on it. Uh, Idaho, big big pick for me. What's your number three? My number three is also from the Now Now. It's Sukai. Hell yeah, Sukai. I will always think about Murdoch Nichols. <laughs> you were talking about how this felt like the perfect ending of this phase of Gorillas, and like I totally agree. I mean it's so, it was such a great note to go out on, you know? Like this song was the Avengers Endgame of the band. It totally was. It totally was and it and it's a, it's a song that like continued to open itself up to me in the months after that that record dropped and and just gained momentum and gained favor the more time I spent with it. I think it's a, a real special one. I think it's it's the the best closer of the phase. It's so beautiful. I mean just the the my remaining top three are all all have very powerful feelings over me and like I, any one of them could be my number one honestly, but man, Tsukai is something special. And then when the fucking trans synth comes back in, like, uh huh, yep, bringing the effigy Damon back in, but now this time inviting him in, accepting him as part of himself, and saying goodbye to him for one last night out on the town in L.A. <laughs> okay, number two, my number two, uh, and my number one. So you have to imagine one of these two is busted in blue, right? I, I yeah, I mean, I, I was assuming it'd be number one. It's not. It's number two. All my life. Be 
Okay. Now, I will say the strongest emotional memory I have in this phase is still uh, when sitting in McGowan Park in Houston and looking up at that office building at like midnight and seeing all the lights on and thinking about people who are still at work, like fucking meeting deadlines and shit. And like, what if it happened right now? What if we all die right now? And those people were fucking trying to hit a deadline, like, and wishing I was home with my my family and wishing I could be with them if that was happening. Like, that's still the strongest emotional feeling that I have, I think, in this phase. But that's not my number one. So why don't you tell why don't you tell me your number two? My number two is Andromeda. A very emotional moment on on humans too. Very personal moment. Very personal. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, and and like it's a personal song about personal things. And this song has, like, I've formed a very personal attachment with it. It feels less like a song and more like like a friend or something. Like there are times in my life where I like do not want to listen to music, where I feel like it would be intrusive or like unwelcome, where I just like it's too frivolous. But. Andromeda is something that I feel like I could always put on to keep me company. It will always kind of calm me down if I'm ever like, you know, on the verge of losing it or something. And the magic trick of that song to me has always been the fact that it has this like nostalgic, romantic, delicate, tender vibe to it, but also slaps pretty hard. Yeah, it's very driving, you know, it's like the it's like it's like learning something about the past to drive you into the future. It's got a real heat to it, in, in as well of all of those kind of like sappy, maybe bleedy, you know, painful and beautiful emotional notes. Because above all that, it's like just designed to keep you going. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, great pick. Mm-hmm. So glad it's on your list. I'm I'm very thankful that Damon made this song. Okay, should I do my number one? Dylan, what is your number one favorite song of the Albarnasans? Ultimately, I decided that the number one song of the Albarnasans should be the most Albarnasansic of them all. And to me, there was no greater achievement in this phase from Damon Albarn as a as a poet, as an artist, as a man with utter control over his craft at the peak of his powers than Ribbons. I am the maple dancing with the sun I only wear my ribbons for you Flowers in my head. I am your son and heir. It still feels like the culminating statement of a great deal of that guy's career. Like there's so many albums and projects in his past that like come to a a final resting point almost on this particular song. It feels like the definitive statement Damon Albarn will make about his home country. Maryland, it felt like his entire career was leading up to that album. There was almost something cosmic to it too. The fact that like something like Brexit happened to happen within the same 
like lifetime as this guy who has been on a regular basis writing albums that describe what it's like to be in England. Yeah, yeah, of course, exactly, exactly, yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad that we got to witness that. It felt special. And this song really feels like the, like the most definitive work from that whole project. And I just love the structure of it is so beautiful. The metaphor of it's so beautiful. The fact that it follows the structure of the band name and gives you this depiction of Britain as the good, the bad, the queen, and then adds this terrible, you know, harbinger fourth figure to the to the equation. Just what a what a what a great what a great piece of work. What an incredible piece of art. That's your number one. That's my number one. What is your number one Albarnison song, Trevor Ickrath? Well, I can see why you wanted to go with like the most Albarnesonic pick is how I think you described it. Mm-hmm. But I think what drove me in picking my my number one was I wanted to choose like the most gorillazy one or the one that felt most important to gorillas. Sure. So that being said, my favorite song of the Albarnesons is Humility. If I pick it up when I know that it's I love it. Oh, cool. Great. I mean, this is a song about gorillas saving itself. You know, this is a song about Damon reaching back out to Jamie and saying, hey, let's try and make this crazy thing work again. Right? Beautiful. Yeah, definitely. I love I love that it all comes down to this, like, it's kind of the linchpin song. It's the song about the moment that all these other songs spring from, you know? Exactly. Like, we wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for the events that inspired humility. And... Like, knowing that, how could I give anything else the top spot than this? There wouldn't be a Hallelujah Monkeys if it wasn't for humility in a way. Yeah, definitely. Or, or at least, you know, they both spring from the same the same cosmic moment in time, you know? Sure, yeah. The same snap. <laughs> <laughs> what a special moment. What a, what a key moment. It's a really special song. Love it. Nothing but joy. Great list. Uh, we did it. We did it. We made it to the end. That was the years that were those were the years that were i suppose you would would be the correct way to say that <laughs> put a bookmark at the end of this chapter that was the albarnesons what do you think man where do you where do you put the albarnesons like if you were to piecemeal up all of the damon kind of like eras like do, do you see this one as being close to the top or like what do you, what, what do you think is is vintage like peak albarn it's really hard just say that this wouldn't be the top because he turned out like three really stellar, like definitive works that are all so like separate from each other. Like I think humans and Maryland kind of have things in common, but the now now is like a whole different thing and is really one of the more interesting takes on like gorillas as a concept than like we've seen, you know, it shows that the definition of the project like continues to grow. But in my opinion, also like, continues to establish itself and establish what it means to be a gorilla's 
record and expand the vocabulary of gorillas. Uh, really cool, really great uh, period of time. Who knows what the future might bring? Uh, I know Damon, I think, is off writing a fucking South African opera or something. I, who knows? Who knows what's in store for us? I know uh, Blur actually played a show together a few weeks ago. Maybe we'll hear from them again soon. Hmm. Well, we'll review Blur albums again eventually pretty soon. We're just going to get back on track. We're going to start. We're going to reset ourselves and get back on track. Starting with uh, our next review, which is going to be for uh, Black on Both Sides by Mo Def. Remember that guy? Heck yeah. Sun, Moon, Stars, y'all. Remember that dude? Also, a little bit of a tease. You're listening to this on or around Gorilla's Day. Uh, it was recorded a little bit before, but as you're listening to this, there's other things happening that you might hear about eventually, dot, 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 question mark. Oh, yeah. We don't really know what we're doing, but we're doing something. We're doing something. Something's going to happen. You'll hear about it eventually. Yeah, eventually. Uh, for now, <laughs> do you want to tell people where they can find us on the internet and stuff? Yeah, I can do this again. Please reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh Join our Discord at discord.me slash monkeys with a Z. Uh, go to hallelujahmonkeys.com for links to all this shit that I'm talking about. Be sure to go to patreon.com slash hallelujahmonkeys to become a patron and get access to our Patreonkeys Club episode. We finally kicked that season off with a bang and uh, more coming down the pipeline there. A lot of fun happening there as always. Right now, you can listen to our most recent episode, which is about Rally Richie's album, You're a Man Now Boy, so check that out. Uh, $1 is all it takes to get access to all that stuff. And uh, I think that's about it. That's all the shilling that I have to do for us, Trevor. Well, don't forget to let everybody know that they can also follow you on Twitter at Dylan Flynn. Oh, and you can follow uh, Trevor Ickrath on uh, on Twitter with Trevor Ickrath with all the vowels taken out. So that's T-R-V-R-K-R-T-H. And you can tune in to our next episode for more Gorillas fun. But for now, I've been Trevor Ickrath. I've been Dylan Flynn. And until next time... Don't get lost in heaven. Demo!